Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining the conversation this week. I'm Deanna. If you don't already, connect with us wherever you most like to social because this week we put some of your questions to today's guest as we explore self-leadership, putting aside own ego to build a corporate vision and those moments that solidify your faith. Perhaps you've had encounters with God early on that you've never quite forgotten or you've experienced a life-changing moment more recently. We'd love to hear your stories. Hillsong Young and Free have returned with their first studio album. Three is available now, and to take us through it and answer some of your questions is Alexander Pappas. Thank you so much for your time. Let's start with some quickfire questions from the people. These are questions from the public. Great. Are you ready? <laughs> ready. Okay. What's your most used emoji? Ooh, um, like the cheeky, like smirky grin one, because I say a lot of cheeky things. <laughs> is it the one with the the eyes looking in a direction with the smirk at the side of his yeah, mouth? I yeah, use yeah, that a lot. side smirk, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I use that a lot. Okay. What book did you read recently that's really had the most impact on you? Oh, it's an, it's an older one, but I read uh, Unreasonable Hope by Chad Veach. And that, that was an amazing practical, um, you know, you know, book that really tells you how to get from A to B if you're in a bit of a season. And I loved it. What do you miss the most when you're on the road leading worship all over the place? Oh, obligatory answer is family and friends. Uh, main answer is great <laughs> coffee from Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about most people don't realize about Australians. If you're from Sydney or Melbourne, you're a bit of a coffee snob and nowhere else yeah. is really good enough. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's true. Um, okay. On the new album three, whose voice is the spoken word sample? That is Billy Graham. Ah, and Grant says, is it true your next project will be a Scar album? Oh, somebody knows me very well. Um, I hope so. I sure. Bring, I used to be in a ska band, and I sure, I sure hope, I sure hope we get some brass in there soon. <laughs> so, tell me more about this ska background that you uh, that you're from. What was the name of your band? And did you ever do any Five Iron Frenzy covers? Uh, we did not do any Five Iron Frenzy. Uh, it wasn't a Christian band. Oh, okay. Uh, BC days. BC days. Um, the band was called um, Small Town Disaster. And uh, this is the classic uh, terrible name. And we later, we later wanted to grow up and, um, and be more mature. So we tried to change our name and we landed on Tiger Uppercut. So, yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole growing up thing didn't go so well. <laughs> you changed it to Tiger Uppercut. That's amazing. Yeah, we, we spent hours and hours at a Denny's trying to come up with a new name, something mature, <laughs> something, yeah. And you went we to Denny's so for well. that. You went to Denny's for the inspiration. <laughs> That's the best I was thing. 16 or 17. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so are you from a small town then? Yes, I actually, well, I'm American, unlike uh, pretty much everyone else in Young and Free. And I grew up uh, for many formative years in a small town in Idaho in the United States. And uh, yeah, hence small town disaster. <laughs> well, this is the question. So moving to Australia when you were, I think you were in your late teens at the time, but now of course you're with Hillsong Young and Free and that has taken you on a journey where you get to travel all around the world and be a part of something rather big, which can be quite daunting when you're from a small town. Um, mm. how's, that, how's that all been for you? Like how, how do you, when you find yourself these places, do you sort of pinch yourself a little bit? 
Yeah, I think what's funny is I think we need to remind ourselves sometimes of where God's taken us. It's so easy to to just be in the moment and like, you know, we everybody we work hard, you know, everybody has dreams, everybody has goals and visions and we we shoot so hard to be there and it's and it's often difficult just to be like, wow, look where look where God has taken me. And um yeah, I I definitely I definitely have those moments. I think anytime I'm in a big city, especially like New York, we're here for Hillsong Conference at the moment. And yeah, this is one of those times that you're like, oh, I'm from Idaho. What am I doing here? <laughs> but God is good and he's kind and he cares about our dreams. Well, congrats on the new album. Why the title three? And tell me some of the journey in creating it. Well, the name of the album is three because it is our third album. And that is kind of the significance. <laughs> three is obviously three is obviously a, a significant uh, number, you know, in the Bible, and it's the number of completion and things like that. But um, I mean, ultimately, it is our third record, and um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess in a lot of ways, like why this album is so important to us is, you know, when when we started Young and Free about six years ago, we were all. Uh, a bit younger and not that we're old and bound now but um we it's you know the the songs that we wrote then were very much like declarations of the way we felt about jesus and what you know our our understanding of salvation at the time and what it looked like and and over the last you know six years like i think all of us have gone through you know, a bit of life, a bit of seasons where, you know, really like crucible sort of seasons of I can choose to, I could choose to, you know, let this situation, this season fully take me out, or I could dig deep and grow closer to God and allow him to build character and teach me something through these seasons. And um, a lot of these songs, you know, are, are representations of that. And um, yeah, yeah. So I think now this album is three. It's we have a lot more to say. We have you know, and different experiences of the grace of God and and the difficult seasons that go along with just life that everybody goes through. And so you know, we we really think this album special um, to us because you know it's our story. But we really think that these lyrics, these words, and these songs, we really pray are going to resonate with people as well, because that's the nature of, of this life, you know? Uh, you know, our message, Young and Free, is that we're meant to live this life that is free of sin and um, youthful in spirit, that, you know, that we would have life and life more abundantly. But the truth is there are times that take character, that take digging deep to getting to know God. And, and we pray that, you know, people would be encouraged and through seasons like that, through this, through these songs and through these lyrics. What have been some of those digging deep and character building moments? What have they been like for you? Oh, I mean, without getting like too into the, to the details is like just seasons... It's like everybody's got it where different relationships, um, whether it be friendships or uh, significant others or things like that, things just don't always turn out the way we want them to. 
and and that can lead to disappointment or disappointment in the workplace or things like that. I mean, for me, there was just uh, yeah a season of a bit of heartbreak um, in. No, just being candid in love life and and also just disappointment in certain other spheres of of my life and it and it often is it's all at once you know it's all these things that seem to be crashing down at once and um, my takeaway from it at that time was I was I just think I'm just think that God wants to get closer to me in this season and that wasn't my day one reaction my day one reaction was off is often trying to solve it and fix things myself and um you know once we get to that place where it's like all right well god i've exhausted every other resource i'm just gonna trust you and i just felt like he wanted me to have this season of growing closer to him and you know things didn't work out the way i wanted and things didn't end up the way i prayed for them but you know, a year and a bit later, looking on, I look back and, you know, my hindsight says that God's faithful. My looking back, I know that, you know, we have a song on the record called Days Gone By. And um, I love it. It's one of my favorite songs on the record. And it, and it says, it speaks a lot into that, you know. During different seasons, we might want to give up. We might want to just, like, try to do things our own way. But it's often when we push through, we persevere and we trust God that we look back and we see that his hand was all over it. And the result is far better than we could have done on our own. That's great, though, because we all face disappointments, regardless of how old you are. And sometimes all those or, or either big disappointments or a bunch of little ones come crashing down on us all at once. And it can be very yeah. hard to recover from. So keep trusting in God, grow closer to him during that season. And you say in hindsight, actually, God is faithful and God is good. Yeah, that's right. Let me ask you, how did you come to faith? Yeah, um, I, I grew up in a, in a bit of a Christian home. Um, my mom, especially, is a is a woman of amazing faith, and um, and uh, so I got saved when I was really young. But um, I was about fifteen years old, and that's I think that's a that's the time for a lot of people to figure out the, their faith for themselves. And um, I was at a youth event. Um, uh, similar to you know nights that we put on where there's great worship, there might be a word, and uh, there was opportunity to um, receive Jesus, and you know I had the opportunity to put my hand up, you know, and I really never had that opportunity growing up in in a church setting where someone so plainly just said, "Do you want to follow Jesus?" And you know that night the worship and the word was really what what drew me in and. And I just put my hand up. And from then, you know, I really felt, you know, God put a call in my life to, I wanted to do worship music and things like that. And long story short, I ran away from that for a little while as well. But um, yeah, I definitely, that was the moment that I, I really met Jesus. What I love about youth conferences, though, and of course, Young and Free isn't just a, a music movement. You're a, you're a part of a local church with you know youth campuses all around the world. The Young and Free conference happens as an add-on to the main church conferences every year, Hillsong Conference. Um, so it, it really is a place where young people can come, physically come, and have an encounter with you and the team. And I love that when, as a young person, you have these life-changing encounters at a youth conference or an event or something like that, 
no matter what seems to come next, you tend to never really forget when God met you. Even if you make different decisions, maybe you go wayward for a little while and you know forget a little bit about your faith. You never really forget the impact, that moment when you met God. What brought you back, would you say, into a commitment of faith or what brought you back sort of to your faith? I mean, long, long story short is I, I got saved then and made a decision then that I was like, okay, uh, you know, I, I was in church before that, and but that was the moment that I, I made the decision for myself, you know? And I was in church, and I, I mean, I guess I would have, I started playing at my youth group and things like that, and a lot of people really spoke over me at that time, around then, when I was 15, 16, 17, that... Um, that I was I was meant to do worship music, and I always had, even as a, a young kid in Idaho, I had these dreams like birthing in me that I, you know, I wanted to I wanted to reach people, I wanted to do something significant, and the truth was I had very narrow perspective of what worship music could do at that time. And, um, you know, people go, oh, you're supposed to do this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll always be in church. I always want to be in church. I always want to be involved in that. But that won't be what I do. And uh, what's funny, because later I still made a choice to go study at a Bible college a few years later and study worship music. And even while I was there, I still said, you know, this is great. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm learning about God. But I was like, I'll still probably do this. I'll do, you know, music separately because I want to reach people in a big way. And then I kind of just came to a bit of a point where I said, I was like, okay, God, it's clear that you have a plan for me and a purpose for me. Um, I'm going to lay down these other dreams and, you know, pursue building your church and simply that. And either you take away these dreams or you do something with it. And, you know, I think that's kind of, <laughs> in hindsight, that might be a little bit of a selfish prayer. But I just laid it at the feet of Jesus. And uh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years on, I look back of that moment and just all the stuff that God's done in my life. And He took my dreams that I had and He made them so much better and so much bigger than I could have ever done without Him. So for anyone who's thinking, I really want to do something significant on this earth, or for people who feel that they're called to do something influential, what would be your advice? What would be some really good first steps or things to remember? Yeah, I, I think God's got a specific lane for all of us. I, like I really do think we so, we so quickly, we have people that we look up to and that's the best thing in the world. We should have people that we look up and we strive to be like, you know, godly people in that. But I also would encourage people to know that, like, you know, God's got a lane set out just for them. And so trust him, like whatever he's put in your hand, whatever gifting, whatever responsibility he's put in your hand, go for it and go for it like, a hundred percent. Don't don't just be like, all right, God, you've given me like a little bit, so I'm gonna give a little bit and turn it into something big. Like if you want to do something significant, whatever He's given you, go for it. And for some of us, that might look like being in the church and something like that. But He might call you into a business sphere somewhere else that is going to be all the more significant. And it's just, it's trusting where God leads you. He's going to guide your footsteps. And so trust Him with it. 
but whatever he gives you, I just would encourage you to go for it. Just give it your absolute best. Great. On the new record, you've taken Jesus Loves Me, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, a traditional children's song, and reinvented <laughs> it for a new audience. Why have you done that? I was quite pleasantly surprised. It's a song from my own, you know, childhood. Yeah. Well, I didn't write it, but... <laughs> no, none of us write It's an old song. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, this, this record, we, we met up um, as the whole Young and Free team, I think, either in December or January this year. And, um, you know, we just talked about it and about this record, and we wanted it to be songs of devotion, songs, songs that come from intimacy. And... Um, and yeah, I, that that song sort of just came about um, from simple prayers. You know, it was uh, I know the guys sort of met up and they were writing it, and as they were writing it, and that intimate thought sort of just kept coming back to them. That you know, this, this old hymn, this simple old song that we all resonate with so much and we all relate to. But you know, like you said, it's 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 a song from our childhood, but. It's, it's the simple truth. It's often the simple truths that we forget that, you know, it's just like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like God loves me, but like we add, but cause we add our circumstances, we add our situation, we add our surroundings to it. And, you know, I think this song, we really just wanted to believe like Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you full stop. If we could just remember that sometimes, I think the, this walk might be a whole lot easier if we could just remember, hey, somebody loves you and he's looking out for you so you can trust him. Well, speaking of devotion, let's talk a little bit about leadership because I'm, I'm sure personal devotion really comes into it. We're all leaders in some capacity and I guess it starts with yourself. So how do you lead in your own life and keep yourself on track? Mm. I um actually I love I love this because this has been massive for me in in the last twelve months with myself and and the people that I'm around. You know I I think um I think devotion and you know time with God is is irreplaceable. You know a lot of us were in church all the time and that often feels like enough, but it's really when you've experienced time alone with God, then you know that it's, it can be a lot more and deeper and better. And, and, um, I guess what's funny is for me, like over the last, you know, my, my entire relationship with God, I would see people posting, you know, like they post their Instagram with their coffee and their Bible and their journal, everything laid out so perfectly and it looks so good. And, you know, they post it like, oh, I can't wake, I can't get on with my day without time with God, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, that looks so good. But that's not my story, maybe. I maybe read the, the verse of the day every day before I go to bed, sometimes out of guilt. I, I don't know. And I just, I just had this, you know, th my own revelation of it for, for myself and the people around me that I've, I've been so committed to making sure it works is, you know, I think about it like this, like my earthly dad, my earthly father, like I love him. He's a bit of a hippie, but I love him. And how I spend time with him is different to how someone else would spend time with their dad, right? So why, why do we think that it's got to be the perfect, like, oh, for time with God to work, it's got to be the perfect Instagram moment. Like, no, we have to figure out what works, how to build a relationship 
with God. And the thing is, and that's the thing, is we have to learn to build a relationship with Him. Like, if you meet somebody, if like you and I, we've just met, if we were to hang out, like, we wouldn't necessarily have that much, you know, connection as as how well we know each other. We, it's something we have to build. And we often think that like, okay, if I read my Bible today, God is going to be like my best friend and I'm going to love it and I'm going to want to do it every single day. Like, no, like if you want to get to know somebody, you have to commit to getting to know them. You have to commit to spending time with them. And so for me over the last year, like with the people that are around me, I'm so committed to let's find the thing that works for you of how you want to spend time with your father. Maybe it's a devotional. Maybe for me, I love um, my utmost for his highest. And I've kind of just been doing that same devotional Oswald Chambers for the past two years. And I just do it. I've done it again, just even to look back to see what the thing spoke to me a year ago and spoke to me now. And I love that. But that's not going to necessarily work for me next year. And that might not work for the person around, uh, like the people around me. So we just commit to going on the journey of trying things and working things out to falling in love with the presence of God. But it's, it's so important. And I personally, for my songwriting and my worship leading and and even me as a friend or a pastor or whatever, all those things have grown when that intimacy grows. You sound like you have a really great sense of self in everything that you do and sense of responsibility over what you have control over in your own life. But I'm very aware that you're a part of a corporate collective, not just young and free, but Hillsong has campuses all around the world. It's much bigger than one individual. So what's it like being one person playing their part in something much bigger, is it easy to just kind of get lost? And Because not everything is your decision. You know, and I'm just very aware that some people, when they step out to achieve something, it's just them and maybe a couple of other people. But you're working with a whole team and a lot of decisions aren't your own. So is there a, has there been a process about, you know, removing ego or removing self or like how do you work in a corporate way so well? Yeah. Oh, man, that is such a good question. And I bet there are people out there that maybe do better at dealing with their ego than me. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I think that sort of stuff is you have to have perspective. You have to have perspective of what what we are doing, what the we is doing, and we being the church and we being the global church and all that stuff. Because as soon as we lose sight of the we – it's so easy to just think about the me and then what I'm bringing and what I'm doing and what I get to do and things like that. And and I don't know, me personally, I don't think, at, at least at this point, I don't know if I'm ever going to graduate from from having to be aware of that and continually refocusing. And, I, and I'm so grateful to being a part of a church that we continually refocus. You know, for us on the Young and Free team, every night before we get up to lead worship, we actually do you know, intimate worship, just like an acoustic guitar and the 12, 14 of us and someone, you know, leads a thought and, and we pray and we refocus because it can so quickly become about me because that's the way we're designed. We're, we're innately selfish people, but God desires more for us. He desires bigger for us. And, you know, I think we all know that when we're thinking about the we it is so much more rewarding than when I'm torn up about the me. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, for me, it's having people around me that 
will encourage me and also challenge me when I've lost focus. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a joy to chat with you and um, even just to be reminded of my scar roots because I listened to a lot of Five Iron Frenzy <laughs> when I was a kid. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, before I let you go, mate, let me just ask you, the new album, Three, of course, is available now. What are you hoping that listeners will take away from this new project? You said that, yes, it's the third album, it's the third record, but you really felt like you had fresh things to say. So what is it you're hoping mm. people will take away? I just, I really just believe that people who are listening to this that they that it would be the, almost the coming of age and the the growing deeper um with god people who've been listening to our music from the beginning you know they're not the same they were five years ago we're not the same we were five years ago and we wouldn't want to be so you know praying that people who listen to this album truly and simply would grow closer to jesus and would be more solid and stable for no matter what comes their way a faith that's rooted in a firm foundation. And we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. My thanks to Alexander Papas for speaking with me today. Three is the new studio recorded album from Hillsong Young and Free. It's available now to stream to download and wherever you most like to get your music from. We'll be back soon with more conversations around leadership, character and faith. I hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.